Our first scripture reading comes from the first letter of John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent His Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because He first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from Him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Our scripture reading continues in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today marks a shift that we have finished our Easter series and we now shift into our series leading up to Pentecost. And we start thinking about how we live a life led by the Spirit. And today we look at what it means to bear fruit. And to look at that, we have to look at what it really means for us to be doing good and how we do good. And it comes down really to one thing, and that is that we love. 
Now, we can do lots and lots of things. And we can do a lot of things that will be important things. But the base of it comes down to love. And it comes down to this because the way that we care for each other is through love. The way that we care for others is by loving them. The way that we show people that we want them to be healthy and happy, that we want good things to happen to them, is through love. And we know this because it is God who loved us first. That God loved us before we could love. He loved us before we could do anything on our own. And in truth, God is love. But what does that mean for how we bear fruit? How do we show that we are doing what Christ set us out to do? How do we show that we have paid attention to God's word? And we do it by loving. Now the thing is, is that we could just love one another and keep it in this very closed circle and keep it in a tight-knit group, and then we'd never have to worry because we were loving people who loved us back, and that made us feel good. But the thing is that if we are loving people to be loved in return, then we have received our reward. If we are loving people so that they love us, then we might be bearing a little fruit, but we're not making any room to be able to bear the fruit of God's good news, to bear the fruit of God's mission for us, we have to love all of God's people. And we have to let ourselves be perfected in Christ. Now this might sound crazy to some. We talk about perfection all the time, and usually along the lines of, well, nobody's perfect. I did the best I could because nothing's perfect. Well, don't sit there and try to wait until it's perfect because it never will be. And so if I tell you that I am going to be perfected in Christ's love, it might cause you to hesitate a little. It might cause you to wonder if I am setting my sights a little too high, if I'm setting myself up for failure. And you know, if I was saying that I was going to perfect myself, then I would be setting myself up for a huge failure. But the thing is that I don't expect to perfect myself. That's beyond my control. That's beyond anything I can do. I expect God to perfect me. I expect God to perfect my love. I do not expect it to happen overnight. I do not expect it to happen in the next few days. I don't know when it will happen. But the thing is that I do believe that it will. And it's because I believe that through God all things are possible. And if all things are possible, then if God says that we can be perfected in love, then I believe we can be perfected. If God says that we can love as perfectly as he does, I believe we can do it. But I also know we can't do it alone. If we set out to grow fruit by our own branch and do it all on our own, we will make nothing but dead twigs. 
We might start on a good deed, but we will falter and we will fail. And we'll falter and we'll fail because we don't have the foundation we need. We don't have the support system we need. No, we need the vine if we're going to bear fruit. And so we have to look to Christ as that base of support to lift us up. And we look for that because we have always needed it. We just weren't always aware of how much we needed it. See, the thing is that when we talk about loving somebody the way that God loves, we have to think about the way that God has loved us. Usually we think about loving somebody and we think about how we're going to love them and they will show in return thanks for that love. We'll expect them to reciprocate it. That if we love them, they should love us and they should acknowledge it. And we expect this in almost every relationship. Even when we love our children unconditionally, we still expect them to reciprocate. We expect them to at least acknowledge our love. But then I think about how God loved us. Me, before I could love him. So I couldn't reciprocate that love. God loved me before I could acknowledge that that love existed. So I couldn't be thankful for it. God loved me before I could do anything, let alone do something for God. Which leaves us with one thing. God loved us because of who we are. God loved us because we were his children and he loved us expecting nothing in return. In that perfect love, he loved without counting the cost and he loved without expecting anything. And that's a hard love to give. And I'll tell you why it's a hard love to give. Because when we love, all of our emotions get all mixed up together. If we love somebody, even our closest friends and family, and that if we love somebody and we do something for them out of love, and we don't even get a thank you, that love gets tainted with a little bit of resentment, a little bit of anger. Even if it's just for a moment, we go, well, you know what? I have done all these nice things and you couldn't even come up with a thank you. That even with the people we love most, our love can fall short of that perfect love that God has. Now, this is even worse when we start thinking about the people that we have a hard time loving. It becomes very difficult when we think about the people that we haven't even thought about loving. You may ask, how can I love everybody? And I have a pretty simple answer to that. Because everybody deserves love. Why does everybody deserve love? 
Because if, as John says, God is love, then denying somebody love is denying somebody God. And if we are going to deny someone God, then we are denying God ourselves. And if we are going to deny God, we will not bear fruit, but our branch will wither away. Because we have decided that our own ideas are better than God's. That our own judgments are more righteous than God's. That we aren't even going to allow God to help us bear fruit because we know better. And we will make our own fruit. See, the thing is, God doesn't say go out and love those whom you agree with. He doesn't say go out and love your family and don't worry about anybody else. He doesn't say go out and love your church and anybody who doesn't show up, they're missing out on that love. God says love. So we love. And this is why we need that help. See, the thing is that when we're afraid to love, the Spirit is that voice whispering in our ear that goes, what do you have to fear? What, that they might reject you? Well, if they reject you, then what is that to you? Christ was rejected by the world on your behalf already. One minor rejection isn't going to set you back, and it shouldn't keep you from loving. When we go, why should I love them? I've never seen them do anything to deserve love. Spirit starts whispering at us again. But what did you do to deserve love? What was that first thing you did that caused God to love you aside from being one of God's children? We might hesitate because they are different. And the Spirit is there to say, but God loves them. So why can't you? We need that pushing. Because if we are going to be perfected in God's love, if we are going to love the way that He loves, we have to be willing to move past any boundary that we set. Now this doesn't mean that we are always going to condone the behavior of the people we love. We know this to be true if we have ever loved a brother or a sister, if we have loved a friend or a child, that if they have made a bad decision, we can easily say, I do not agree with what you're doing. And we can say it out of love. But the thing is that we still need to love them. My brother might make a terrible choice, but I'm still going to love him. I'm not going to cast him away because he made a bad decision. The thing is, sometimes we don't let ourselves get past other people's opinions to be able to love them as children of God. Because we get so caught up in our own opinions. thing is, we are never told 
Do not love people you disagree with. No, we are told to even love your enemies. Even the people who would like to see bad things to you, love them. Love them because God loves them. You don't have to love what they do to love them. You don't even have to love the things that I do to love me. I don't have to love the things that you do to love you. My wife will be the first to tell you that she doesn't love everything about me because I can do some really annoying things. But she still loves me. The thing is that we have to be able to get past those things. Because as we bear fruit based on that love, that we bear fruit one day, and God takes it and he looks at it and he goes, this is good, but I know you can do better. And so he starts trimming away and he trims away those fears and he trims away those doubts. And then we can love a little bit better. And that fruit becomes a little bit stronger, becomes a little bit richer. And he sees that fruit. And he says, you know what? This is good, but I bet you can do a little bit better. And so he cleans it off and he trims the things away around it so that it can bear more fruit. And he keeps pruning that branch. We can love better and better. That we can love more completely every time that we set out to do it. That every time we listen to that little voice that the Spirit is calling us, you can love a little bit more. You can love them even if nobody else thinks that you can. Even if nobody else seems to think they need love, you can do it. And it pushes us on and it pushes us on. And God will continue to help us to grow because God is always there with us. That if we abide in Christ, Christ will abide in us. And if we abide in Christ, then we abide in the Father. And if we have been baptized by the Spirit, then we are always with God. Then we are always bathed in His love. Because He is love. And if we are always in His love, then we may always love His children. They can be hard. It can be hard because sometimes it goes against everything our gut wants to tell us. Because our gut will want to say, but. But I don't agree with how they're living their lives. I don't agree with their political stances. I don't agree with the way they view the world. I don't even think they believe in God. Why should I be able to love them? Because they deserve it. Because God loved them just as he loved us before we could ever love. And maybe they don't know how to love God yet. Maybe they won't even respond to whatever love you give. But that's not what we're in it for. If I were in this to be loved by others, I wouldn't be following Christ. Christ calls us to set self aside that we may love for a greater good than ourselves. 
He tells us to leave those earthly worries behind so that we may build up treasures in heaven. We love because God is love. And if we want all of God's children to fully experience God, then we share him with all of his people. No matter what. We cross every boundary there is so that we may show that God is in all of his people if he'll just let him grow. So we bear fruit. We bear fruit that says, yes, I believe. I believe that all of God's children deserve love. I believe that all of God's people can be saved. And I believe that God can help me love more perfectly until I am perfected in Christ. But until that day, bear fruit that God may prune your branch and help you. Help you to love even greater than before. And know that we go everywhere. Everywhere with the Spirit. That we go everywhere abiding in Christ, living in Him. And that wherever we take love, we take God. Wherever we live love, we live in God. So let us bear fruit for the kingdom. And let us bear fruit for a greater tomorrow. Amen.